0: Yeah, we're going to build a playlist. Go through and see what
1: song fits. And you're going to choose who wins it. It's It's the the playlist league. From CPR's (laughs) Open Air. She gets all serious. CPR's
2: (laughs) Open Air. It's another episode of the Playlist League. It's the podcast that fits themed playlist against playlist from Colorado Public Radio's new music station Open Air. This podcast, like everything else on CPR, is possible thanks to listener support. So dig into that. Figure it out. CPR.org. That's also where we're going to have you vote for your favorite playlist when this whole thing is over. But we'll get into that a little bit more later. I'm Jesse Whitten and for this episode of The Playlist League, I'm joined by Alicia Sweeney. Hi. And Jeremy Peterson. Oh, hello. It's just uh, it's just three of us. It's
1: very, yeah, it's a, it's a cavernous three. studio today.
2: <laughs> yeah, lots of space to stretch, <laughs> to really get ourselves ready for this vigorous oh, yes. contest of songs and music selection. And uh, so the way this works is you vote for your favorite playlist as we pick it based on a theme and uh, that winner picks our next theme. So last episode, what were we drafting? That was uh, that was love for Valentine's duets. Day. Love, love duets. Love duets. And Miss Alicia Sweeney took it home.
1: By one vote. But congratulations.
2: <laughs> you
0: know what? And I beat you by a vote and you by a vote before in the past. I wasn't, so.
1: I
2: wasn't being bitter. Um, I Me mean, neither.
1: I was just, you know. I'm I was just, just saying, pointing it out. That's the official record. Uh-huh. And uh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And what have you picked? What's your theme this time?
2: Music
0: from movies. It's about time. So, here's the thing, you often hear music is the soundtrack of your life. But for me, growing up, movies were the soundtrack to my music taste or what I had access to that left me wanting more. Yeah. Because coming from that pre-internet part of my adolescence era, I can credit some of my favorite songs being from movies. And specifically because I love how it was used in a movie to create emotion. So that's kind of why I chose this topic. And I can't wait to share my picks and I can't wait to hear yours. I know there's going to be some overlap coming up over this next little while.
2: Oh yeah, this means a lot to me. I mean, growing up, I didn't have cable, but I lived right next to a video store. Oh, yeah. So I would rent <laughs> the same movies over and over and over again. I didn't have a Walkman or anything, but I would watch those movies. And little did I know, that was it was because I was trying to get to the music. More than watch the movie, I was trying to get to the music. That's how I did it first as a music lover, a young one.
1: Same. I mean, uh, few things captured my imagination. Uh, more than a movie with a great moment and a great song. Or going to a movie at the theater, which we had one theater in town that showed one movie per week. That was it. It was one screen. Wow. And then going home and uh, watching Night Tracks on TBS, which was the only place that I had access to music videos and seeing the th- the song from that movie with scenes from the movie and Oh, I oh, love it when they do that. It was like, you know, Kismet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm psyched for this. this yeah,
2: is, it's a really exciting theme, but it's also such a broad theme that Very. I found myself. I mean, there are some perfect soundtracks. I was raised on soundtracks. I would, you know, fall in love with the movie, then buy the soundtrack and I would listen to it nonstop. But more than that, to limit myself, because there's so many options, I went with songs specifically that had essential impact in the movie itself. Not just like the beautiful song in the background, the best for the scene necessarily, but it really was central to the movie. That's how I went about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried to do that too. Yeah, because yeah. The, everything's been on a soundtrack. This Because, you know, there's different kinds of soundtracks, right? It's those, it's the ones where all the songs are actually in the movie. They're central to the movie. And then there are sort of more of the well-crafted mixtape varieties. The, very few of the songs are in the movie. So it sounds like we're sort of voting or, or selecting scenes from movies almost equally with songs here. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. not, but... There's probably going to be a lot of that coming up.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. so let's draw. Let's draw. You're excited and I'm ready I'm so go. excited. <laughs> so the way that we build our playlists, we're each going to pick five songs. We go about this in a snake draft, so it's a one two three three two one situation. So it's nice, fair, equal. We're going to draw our numbers right now from some numbers that I have in my little hand. Oh, let's have Jeremy go first. Oh, uh, the people's choice. The winner. The winner sits back. The winner is gracious. I hope podcast. I don't get the number one pick again. Jeremy tends to get the number one. I I do. Okay. Oh Did you get oh, number 1? I'm 2. <laughs>
1: 3. Oh.
0: Oh, mama got 1. <laughs> Darn it. So you guys are in good positions yes. because oh, Jesse, I know you're going to take I <laughs> something don't see. that I want
2: for your first round. I'm I'm dying because I am so equally in love with so many of these picks. And, oh, God, this kills. Oh, girl. You Jeremy, are... you're right. First pick is terrible. It is terrible. Stressful. It really is. Yeah. Okay. Alicia, I don't think this is something that you were going to pick at least first round. Uh, just dropped in Kenny Rogers, Big Lebowski. Perfect pick. Was it my first one? I, <laughs> I didn't think it would be. I thought someone would take it. Because just if you're talking about movie scenes that are just incredible and songs that take you to a movie and a movie that makes you actually want to listen to an artist that you maybe wouldn't otherwise. I'm not the biggest Fan of Kenny. We don't normally get along. <laughs> but uh, when I when I watch this scene, it just feels perfect. It just I feel really proud of the music supervisor because it just it's married so well. I abide.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition my condition
1: was in. I tripped down a cloud and fell eight miles high. high. I tore my man on a jagged sky. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah my,
0: condition, my condition was in. Mm.
1: Hungry for chicken.
0: <laughs> Kenny Rogers
2: Roasters, that's the joke that he's oh. making. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Well, you just ruined that.
1: <laughs> hey, yeah. Kenny Rogers Roasters is going to be paying now. <laughs>
2: But this <laughs> yeah, new
0: sponsor to the pod. Yeah. <laughs> this sparks joy. This song like you you were Absolutely.
2: doing the dance while that while that little tidbit of the song was playing. Oh, you got it. You just like walk across the room just slowly with your your yeah. arms shuffling. It's so good. That's you great, are the dude. When that's you hear great that music
1: song. supervision. That's that that scene that that's in and yeah, I totally agree. It feels it's the moment,
2: it makes the moment. I I think it's a it's I think it's a good First step, I think, but if <laughs> if one of you guys takes any of my other picks, I'm going to explode. There's so many to choose from. There's a lot to choose okay. from. Yeah. Who got number two? Was it Alicia? It was Alicia, Alicia Sweeney. Sweeney. Oh my God. Okay, pick
0: number one for me happens to be Your friend and mine, Wes Anderson. Where am I going with this? He's on my
2: list for one song. Oh, my God. But there could be so many. He uses music so well in his movies.
0: That's what I love about Wes Anderson is that his music supervisor highlights these gems from the 60s and the 70s, and I'm going with Nico's These Days. Oh, okay. From the Royal Tenenbaums, and the narration leads up to the song beginning as Margot Tenenbaum gets off the Green Line bus. And it says, as always, she was late. I've been out walking. I don't do
1: too much talking these days. These days.
2: These days I seem to think a lot about the things that I forgot
0: to do. That song, you guys, the presence in Royal Tenenbaums really made it feel like that song belongs to Margot Tenenbaum.
1: Lots of great music moments in that movie. I mean, as you said, in Wes Anderson films in general, he does a very good job with that. But that movie in particular, so many moments rely heavily on the song.
2: Elliot Patch. Smith, The Ramones. God, that's on my list. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. Cut You'd, that part out. Oh, my yeah, gosh.
0: So many of these songs are deeply embedded in scenes to Wes Anderson films. It's difficult to imagine these songs with with you know without being in the the film you know
2: well and it's a song that speaks to the history these characters have that's what I think is this song tells so much because as it plays it's just this silent slow motion look between the two characters and you know that they've got a long past and you know they love each other and it just it the song does a lot of work in this scene
0: oh I can't believe I got first pick Wes Anderson yeah. before I was guessing you guys were going to pick Wes Anderson you still can obviously
2: yeah yeah yeah. I know. Yeah. We could do just a Wes we Anderson could, I was
0: just thinking that. Maybe that's in our future. We'll All see. right. We'll I'm so down are. with that.
1: Maybe it is. Jeremy, mm. you've got the third, third pick. Third pick. Okay. Well, this is, a you know, the soundtracks, as we've been talking about, movie soundtracks, something that's very uh, personal to me, for sure. I've made soundtracks, mixtapes, for movies that yeah. don't that don't actually exist. Have you guys done this? Oh, yeah. It's, it's I love doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't do that for this, but this, I'm going to start at the beginning for me because this was the first soundtrack that I fell in love with. I had the cassette in fifth grade, and I'm gonna go with the title track from the movie, Pretty in Pink, Psychedelic Furs, the 86 version (laughs) that was in the movie on the soundtrack, not the 81 version, they had recorded that on their Talk, Talk, Talk record, but the 86 version is the one that really has that, you know, it introduces itself, the saxophones from the beginning, that to me is the definitive version of this song, and I can't hear the song and not think of Molly Ringwald and that movie and those characters. Traffic is waiting outside She hands you this coat She gives you her clothes These cars collide Pretty in
0: pain Isn't she?
1: Pretty in pain Isn't she? So yeah, slightly flicker, more radio-ready version, but it's those horns that really do it for me on that re-recorded version, Psychedelic first from 86. And I gotta say, that soundtrack, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of the songs, and that's another great thing about soundtracks is they're often introductions to artists that we don't know anyway, and I was in fifth grade. It was my introduction to the Smiths and Echo and the Bunny Man and New Order and Suzanne Vega, among others. you say fifth grade? Fifth grade.
2: You were pretty cool fifth grader, bro. I tried. Was (laughs) Ducky your spirit animal?
1: (laughs) I did wear a skinny leather tie, but I wouldn't go that far.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I want to see you with that
0: hairdo. (laughs) Annie Potts was so cute in that movie, too. Love her. Fashion icon. Fashion icon (laughs) all the way.
2: You know, John Hughes is another director that was bound to come up that I'm sure isn't on uh, on the
0: rest of our lists here. So Molly Ringwald, I guess, was obsessed with that song, Pretty in Pink. And that's how, and she brought it to John Hughes and said, use this. And that's what inspired him to name the movie Pretty in Pink and to
2: make sure that song was in the film. Oh, not just a muse, an actual uh, a helper in that way. Yeah. Can we talk about how, to, how just horribly ugly the final pink dress was in that movie? Was that ever disappointing to anyone else? She takes this gorgeous pink dress and then she cuts it up to make it the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. Huh? I, l- I liked it. You liked it. Yeah,
1: but I also like James Spader in that movie, so maybe. It's just me. <laughs> so do I.
2: I mean, <laughs> such an ugly dress. Anyway, uh, yes. Jeremy, yes. you've got actually back-to-back picks. It's true. This is a snake-style draft, so.
1: All right, ready.
2: I'm ready. Are you okay. ready?
1: Are you guys ready?
2: <laughs> I'm ready for you to be ready.
1: Okay. Well, I don't think anybody else is going to pick this, but I guess for synchronicity's sake, I'm going to start with two from 1986. Things were big when I was 10, although I didn't watch this movie when I was 10, certainly. Talking about David Lynch's masterpiece, Blue Velvet. Oh, yeah. Including Roy Orbison's 1963 hit, In Dreams. Oh, man. In Dreams. a great song to begin with obviously but my introduction to that song actually was that scene in Blue Velvet, Dennis Hopper, Isabella Rossellini, some dancing oh and an oxygen mask that's all I'll say check it out if you haven't seen it David Lynch from 86
2: if you're ready to be disturbed (laughs) check it out
1: and that's what I what I picture when I hear that song still is that scene and it's disturbing and so that song for me lovely as it is has some disturbing undertones
2: honestly anyone who hasn't seen that movie but has heard that song the relationship you have to that song totally different because oh, yeah. I'm the same that's the first time I heard that song too yeah was in that movie so really <laughs> radically like, different experience it's like somebody's
1: prom song from 63 <laughs> <laughs> totally innocent and and then we've got these other sort of uh, ideas
2: well
0: maybe maybe <laughs> it was that david lynch it was his maybe prom so. song and like maybe he had a bad sour experience <laughs> oh, trying to reclaim <laughs> and it. that's why he was that's why he put it in there and he's also a huge roy orbison fan because if you think about it another film of his um that maybe i'll choose later maybe. on well and he's maybe another, there's direct, a cover another director
1: too with a, a, a great track record of great soundtracks yeah. and, and movie uh, music moments so much so moving on here it looks like we're back to Alicia Sweeney. Number Snaking two. Snaking
0: back to me. You
1: got your second pick up here.
0: Where are we going? All right. When I say this next song is from the final scene of Lost in Translation, mm-hmm. can you hear it? I can. The famous drum <laughs> intro borrowed from the Ronettes, Be My Baby. Jesus and Mary Chain, Just Like Honey. Oh, yes. Perfect song and perfectly placed in that Sofia Coppola film. Yes. Also another director who is so uh, conscious or thoughtful about what she puts into her films. And I just feel like that song really became synonymous with the movie after after it came out. Definitely. And
1: maybe another case where a whole new generation, not not a completely different generation, but a whole new age group introduced to a song that had come before.
0: Yeah, yeah just like honey, Scarjo, Bill Murray, the Tokyo
2: skyline. <laughs> like I'm kind of happy with all those things. So we're we're back up to number 1. Jesse Witten.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um I'm I'm picking I'm so glad I have back to back cuz I'm going to pick two of my all-time favorite movies and the songs that kind of make them so special to me. And uh, starting with one, I don't think y'all were going to pick this, but you're wrong. If you weren't going to, uh, I think I'm going to say it and you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Formative movie, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Would you, which one? Because there's well, options. Yeah, there's options for sure. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <From yelling. laughs> bon <Bon-a-pink-bon>. appétit. <laughs> Yeah,
0: not a little <laughs> twist and shout. <laughs> uh, uh, honestly, that's what I thought at first, that's and what, I was like, yeah. "No,
2: this. Honestly, this is the weirdest soundtrack it's I had this... ever heard at that point." Yeah, and it makes the movie, the whole movie long. It really <laughs> it's, forms it, the experience. It appears, yeah, even after the credits run, they play it again just as the principal's like getting on the bus, and it's just the weirdest moment with the gummy bears. Want some and... gummy bears? went in my pocket all day. It's just. perfect. Perfect. (laughs) And uh, I I don't know what they would use if it wasn't that song. It's just, it's such a different kind of song. That ultimately, you don't have many occasions where you're out just in a grocery store and the song comes on. And you're like, oh yeah, Ferris Bueller. <laughs> right. That's not just a sit and listen song. It's a make a mood and uh, be in Ferris Bueller's Day Off song
1: by Yellow. You s- you said that right?
2: Yep, Yellow. <laughs> oh it's- yeah.
1: Where is Yellow today?
2: Yeah.
0: We always thought that part. Like I heard that you were <laughs> feeling <laughs> ill. We were like, that feels naughty. <laughs> yeah
1: right. We think right. this knew. is supposed to be totally. sexy.
2: You knew and uh, yeah, um, there's
1: the, like you said that's throughout the movie. I can still see Ed Rooney uh, stumbling up to the school bus with one muddy chewed, oh, yes. chewed up pant leg
2: and jennifer <laughs> gray just being who i want to be making out just being, out with Charlie just being Ch- who oh. i want to be my girlfriend oh my mean. god yeah she was my fashion icon <laughs> for sure in that movie as well oh she was incredible and i'm i'm that kind of stickler i would be the person trying to prove my brother wrong <laughs> yeah. all yeah. day long mm-hmm. and making my day real crappy as a result of trying to bring someone else down Oh, I love it so much. But one of the best movies of all time, a uh, song that really makes it. So quotable. Too. So quotable. Oh so my quotable. god. So quotable. Got to stop and look around every once in a while. <laughs> All right, my uh other back-to-back pick.
1: Yeah, you got another one. This is your number 3 pick.
2: It's my number 3 pick and I think it's a song I've already picked on this <laughs>
1: podcast. That should be should that be that should be against the rules. No,
2: I think it's <laughs> I think it's a detriment to me. So if, I think you just got to <laughs> let it happen. And the reason it matters so much to me is because of its placement in this movie other you know, other than the artist being just like a heartthrob and an, an icon and just so important to my life, but the time after time, Cindy Lauper in um, Roman Michelle's High School Reunion. Perfect. I think that's just such an important moment to me because there's so many movies about romance and this movie is about friendship for real. And the song plays the first time when they're doing the flashback to their high school prom and how it was just the saddest thing ever, but they had each other. And then it finishes with that perfect dance together uh, where they've been vindicated. It's just, it's so satisfying.
1: If you fall, I will catch you. I'll be waiting. Time
2: after time, if you're lost. <laughs> oh, that's one we could just cancel the pod and just
1: <laughs> just listen to yeah, it.
2: Just listen. Let's break it. rules and just play the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love that song. Glad I could pick it. I wasn't sure if it was going to be on anyone else's list. Let's head right back down the list. Alicia, I I just feel like you've probably got something very important to me next that you're going to pick. I don't know what it is. <laughs>
0: Let's go back to a time when we still didn't have the internet to sway our music tastes. <laughs> it was being in a record store that helped shape our music tastes a lot of times. The ultimate movie snob film where Rob Gordon says, "I will now sell five copies of the three EPs by the Beta Band." Absolutely. Go for it. From High Fidelity Beta Band's Dry the Rain. I
1: asked him
2: incredible soundtrack
1: I wish we could do soundtracks instead of just right? songs yeah. I mean every song with the exception of the Jack Black remake of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was that? let's get it on yeah. uh, you can't miss I mean that and that was my introduction too, to so many uh, artists uh, love that was where I discovered love yeah talking about the band love yeah I knew love before that but anyway
2: even Lisa Bonet's cover of <laughs> Peter Frampton oh yeah in movie? which oh. yeah
1: which is in the movie um yeah so many great songs
2: that soundtrack,
0: the film, everything about it, just when you're starting to get into music and you discover this movie, you're like, oh my gosh, this gets me. This person gets me. Yeah, You know, that's that was a big one for me back then. And I liked it because I was just starting working in, uh, in college radio. And so when they had this beta band scene, I was like, we play that? We play that at the college radio station? So it was <laughs> exciting for me because I, I felt kind of cool because I had never worked at a, a record store, but I did work at a radio station. I don't
2: know. I don't know what it is, but in the movie there's one thing I take issue with, which is they play like the stiff little fingers or something and they're like it sounds like Green Day. Green Day. And then a girl walks in and is like, "Doesn't this sound is this Green Day?" And I'm like, "This doesn't sound anything like Green Day." <laughs> that was my only That's my only issue with the entire movie. Yeah. Great. It also taught me that you shouldn't stack your vinyl uh, on top of each other. They need to be up vertical. Mm-hmm. The yes, pressure, it's you can it's not good. So,
0: Jeremy, that means it's your
2: pick,
1: right? It is. Right? Yeah, I got a couple in a row here. This this is very difficult. I feel like the the era of great soundtracks has kind of past us. I feel I feel like we're going back to the past a lot for this. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I oh, don't, I could fight you on that. Could and you? I could name some.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'll name them later.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll name them. Not that they don't happen anymore. I just yeah. feel like that. They don't really happen as records, as full albums anymore like they used to.
2: Yeah, I I think I can agree with you. There's some recent, recent, recent exceptions to that.
1: Well, I'm going to go with this one. Uh, 20 years old, and this soundtrack and movie drops. And so you've got to forgive me if this isn't Maybe you knew this song at 20 years old. I did not. But the movie Trainspotting, which is a great soundtrack all the way through you. Another one you can't go wrong. Many of the songs uh, introduced me to artists for the first time. Or sort of uh, expanded my horizons for that artist, but the scene that includes Lou Reed's "Perfect Day," which is kind of an outlier because it's you know a soundtrack of mostly British artists, and then this Lou Reed song from his '72 release "Transformer," which uh, is just so poignant and sad and somehow kind of happy too. I mean, it it's, it conveys so many different emotions. And of course, in Train Spotting, it's the uh, one of the most bleak scenes in the entire movie. Which is saying a lot I
2: was going to say In a bleak movie It was (laughs) the bleakest
1: Have you got the bitch In your (laughs) shite
2: Choose life Jerry that is not The first time You've done that impression That was pretty good (laughs) Choose a job Choose a career
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that was That was a great one too Yeah Lust for life Iggy Pop And that too Yeah so many great songs On this but uh, Lou Reed's Perfect Day Oh I remember watching that movie in the theater and then all of a sudden the song is on and it just gives me pause because I know there's this whole universe of music out there that I don't know anything about and it's so cool and how can I find out about it? The internet really doesn't exist in the way that it does now. Yeah, yeah. I know. So I got two picks in a row here. You do. And uh, man, this is hard because, uh, you know, I, I I think I'm just going to, like you always say, Alicia, I'm, I'm going to go with the true, with, with my heart. This one, okay. So this one sort of falls in this really strange category. I I can't really identify too many songs that fall into this category. That is, it's instrumental, but it's not a score. So, you know, you've you've got movies that are really defined by scores, like Requiem for a Dream Mm. or... Schindler's List, even. Or, of course, my go-to workout number, Training Montage, by Vince DiCola from Rocky Four.
0: <laughs> <Say laughs> that bad. was going to be my next pick, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy! Mm-hmm. Movies
1: like that where it's a, it's a score. This one is instrumental, but it's it's more of a pop song. And, in fact, it topped pop charts worldwide back in 84 when Beverly Hills Cop came out. <sighs> um, Talking about um, Axel F. by Harold Faltermeyer.
2: I am drawing I, so many blanks. I, no, you'll know it. Blank you'll after know it when blank after it. blank. You'll know it when you hear it.
1: Named for the lead character Axel Foley, played by Eddie Murphy.
2: the charts baby. say what
1: you will 35 years ago mainstream american music was cool enough that that song <laughs> topped the charts full of synthesizers there's a moog in there harold paltermeyer and axel f and uh what can i say i was eight years old and i was just humming that i have uh, humming the entire thing all the time
0: i was just gonna say out of all the songs so far chosen that's the earworm
2: that's gonna be stuck in my
0: head
1: <laughs> oh
2: my god yeah i'm someone i've never seen the movie beverly hills cop oh you got it. and uh, to-do list as <laughs> soon as i leave but that does take me back to a time and place. I think is very appropriate for that movie, <laughs> and it Indeed. will be stuck in my head. <laughs> so, Jeremy, you're the worst because I'm gonna have I'm gonna be singing that for the next week or two. All right, then. It's just tough because there's no words. So, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna come back here next week and I'm gonna have words to that song for you guys. <laughs>
1: I'll hold you to that. That's
2: how much it's going to be it's in my Axel, head. Axel,
0: fully, Axel, Foley, <laughs> Axel, Axel, Foley. Don't Alicia. put a
2: banana in the tailpipe. Not bad. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. All right, we don't need a week. We're good. <laughs> now we got Larry. Where's Judge
1: Reinhold these days? That's what I want to know.
2: Oh. Anyway. He was on an episode <laughs> of uh, rest Development. That's all I got. Yeah. Not too long ago. Yeah. Judge Reinhold signing. All right. Alicia, you're <laughs> down to uh, your fourth pick. This next song is
0: the reason I love new wave so much it's the reason that this whole topic e- exists truly this movie impressed on me so much when i was a kid it turned me onto underground music i bet i know what this is what do you think it is <laughs> say it <laughs> th- out I, of curiosity
1: i think it's something from valley girl
0: it is from <laughs> Valley Girl. You guys know I love that movie so much. I mean, anybody that's a longtime Alicia listener on the radio will hear me wax poetic about this film. I'm talking about modern English. Oh, yeah. I melt with you. I'll
1: stop the world and melt with you. you see the difference And it's getting better all the time There's nothing new and I want
0: now I love a good montage and this song is oh, yeah. used as the montage when Julie the valley girl is dating the ar- artsy punk from Hollyweird. Yeah. Randy played by Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Which it yeah. was his first time not as Nick Coppola or Nicholas Coppola. He oh, switched right. up his name because yeah. he's a Coppola he switched up his name to Cage to differentiate himself.
1: Sure because you want to you want to say yeah. You want to separate yourself from that uh, dynasty, sure. Yeah. He did but good. The,
0: this song is used twice in the film, the montage, and at the end, during the prom scene, when the punk wins back, the Valley Girl. You guys know I love it, and it truly, truly shaped me. I just love it so much. It impressed on me so huge. And Valley Girl's the story of Romeo and Juliet, but told in modern-day Los Angeles, circa 1983.
1: Right there with you, uh, as far as uh, seeing that movie as yeah. a kid. I think I've seen various like started watching that movie in various points because it's constantly been on over the years yeah. uh, so I've probably seen it 50 times mm-hmm. w- without saying it in its entirety but yeah great soundtrack
0: yeah soundtrack is a gorgeous time capsule of underground music from that
2: time so anyways, right. Jesse back to you we're back to me Wow, this you got is. got two picks here, I've got right? Two picks yeah, back, you got to back, back to which back, which is kind of a bummer, honestly, to just get them all done. And then you guys are gonna make picks, and they're gonna make me regret my picks and think of other things. Go, like, with, your, go with your heart. There's, uh, there's four more that are like deeply important to me, so it's really hard to have to pick two. But I'm, uh, I'm gonna make my move. I'm gonna go. With a movie that made me feel seen in a lot of ways, as a kid who would, um, I would sit in my bedroom and I would make fake radio shows where I was the host. I was DJ Ringo. Me too. That was my name. Not yeah. Ringo, and but, yeah. <laughs> you, that'd be really weird if it you would. also had it my would. DJ name. But so I would, I would make, I would have fake shows where I'd have callers and I, we would talk about music. And uh, it's not quite the same thing. But when I saw the movie Wayne's World. I felt <laughs> kind of seen. Yeah. The uh-huh. first one, anyway. The second one really goes in a different tangent. But the first one, and the moment where you hear Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody and the way they react to it with the head banging in the car, that was me and my friends when we got to be that age. And even before then, I just felt such kinship. And that song... It wasn't the first place I heard that song, but it really helped me understand the song all the more to see it in Wayne's World. It was just an incredible m- movie and music moment.
0: Yeah, cue the opening scene, right? Oh, mamma mia, mamma mia Mamma mia, let me go the the devil aside for me, for me Oh, so that that song is perfect Can headbang along with that one And this is one of those That when you're a kid in the 90s And you don't have a car You're not cool enough for sleepovers You would stay up You would watch bad movies You would watch Saturday Night Live And those characters are iconic And I love mm-hmm. that in the early 90s Like, you know, all the all these characters Were getting their own films And Wayne's World, of course The cream of the crop Oh, yeah And that is a perfect
2: pick Yeah It's and one of those
1: scenes That's made by, the, by by the song, right? Absolutely. I mean, the
2: the scene wouldn't exist without the song. The scene hangs on the song and this kind of shared experience that everyone who hears that song and feels the same way we do, we as in me, Mike Myers (laughs) and and Dana Carvey. uh, We all react that way. So it's this really shared experience. It's so great to see it on film. So I got to pick that song, also just one of my favorite songs, period. So to see it used in that way that just feels right is awesome. And I'm finishing this thing out. This is so hard. I could go extremely bummer and go with my literal favorite movie of all time. One of the best soundtracks overall of all time, which makes it hard to pick a song, honestly. Yeah, it does. There's a lot like that. I'm going to leave it on the table.
0: Oh, Jessie, I feel like I know what you're talking about. I want I wonder, to choose your
2: final song I really for you wonder. because it's so Jesse to me. But anyways. But what I'm going to go with now is 9 to 5, Dolly Parton. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> nice. 9 to 5 from Dolly Parton yep. from 9 to 5. And what I love about this, if nothing else, it's just so DP. So DP because they wanted her for the movie. And she said, I'll do the movie if you let me write the song. <laughs> Dream just to watch him shatter, it's just a step on the boss man's ladder. But you got dreams he'll never take away. In the same boat with a lot of your friends, waiting for the day your ship will come in and the tide's gonna turn and it's all gonna roll your way. Working oh,
0: nights, <laughs> I
2: don't wed a love that song, that fills me with piss and vinegar. I am just in <laughs> love with Dolly Parton, love yeah. the movie. Love with Lily Tomlin, for sure. Yeah. Jane Fonda, too. She's pretty great. But, oh, that song, that movie, them together, perfect.
1: As a as a country kid who's older, mm. an old person, uh, I, I got to experience that in real time. I was such a huge fan of, yeah. of 9 to 5 and, and that movie, yes. I remember but my song, grandma yes. loving it, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's>
2: Jeremy, such... <laughs> as a dude watching that movie, what did, how did that make you feel as a dude? It was one of my first movies, like, seeing, working, well, frankly, that just wasn't. Something that oh. many movies were about, even it, when I was growing up. I
1: recognized it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you the,
2: see yourself in those characters?
1: Did I see myself? No, I was, that's I was, the, I was a little little kid. I, I saw women that I knew, though. Oh yeah, in there. See,
2: I saw myself in every single
1: one. Oh. was interesting. W-
2: I was, I was picking <laughs> up that rat poison, and I was going to tell him what was what.
1: The beginnings.
2: Loved it. That's <laughs> how I became the sassy brat I am today. Yeah, and that's Dabney Coleman, right? As, as the, the male boss. Yeah. Boss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that one brings back memories. It does, it does. Oh, I just wanna like slam chairs and jump on tables and scream in the face of the patriarchy <laughs> when I hear that song, I love it.
1: Jesse Witten with a nice little cherry on top to wrap up her picks.
2: Yeah, hey. that's my little cherry for you. Now we're running back down to Alicia with your fifth and final pick. Fifth and final pick, Oh, It hurts.
0: I know, I'm gonna go with a cult fave. Let's just throw that baby up in the air and catch it. You remind me of the babe. The babe with the power, oh. what power? The power of voodoo. Who do you do? Do what? Remind me of the babe, Jeremy. You don't know what I'm talking about. Weirdest movie of all time. Classic '80s Jim Henson film, Labyrinth. Oh. David Bowie. <laughs> okay, okay. So <laughs> weird. You remind me of the babe.
1: What, babe? babe? with the power. Power of voodoo. Voodoo. You do. Do what? Remind me of the babe. And baby said. Dance, <laughs> dance, dance, dance. Dance, magic dance, dance, magic, dance. Dance. spell on me. Wow. <laughs> yes. Very nice.
0: It's a great song. It's a great pick. It's maybe the first time that I recall knowing visually who David Bowie is or
2: was oh, and I think as a child. That's a great way to get to know. It's Bowie being Bowie. His outfit, when I hear that, uh, when I hear that, I see the outfit and it makes me feel scandalized. <laughs> <laughs> for sure,
0: yeah. It's a hot pick. It's a, it's a silly, fun pick from childhood, and that is for me the ultimate song from this film score, and uh, just throwing that baby in the air. My siblings and I just thought that was the funniest thing on earth.
1: Okay, well, I guess we're up to my final pick. Okay, I guess yeah. your fifth yeah. and final. And there's generation. so much to choose from, as we've been saying this entire time. We'll probably list a few of those uh, at the end. Things mm-hmm. that we regret not we being have able to pick. To. Um, they're songs that ha- certainly have more prestige and movies, moments that have more prestige and are more well-known. And there's probably some that affect me just as much as this one. But this one is is way up there. And I actually, almost by a contract, have to pick something from this soundtrack because I saw this movie in the theater. I was dancing in the aisle, literally. Not to this song, but back to the mid-'80s again. Clearly, that's my time. 1984, the original, the the, the remake is, uh, is is uninspired, it does not count. The original, Footloose. Oh, A soundtrack wow. full of great songs.
0: It is so good.
1: But none of them still get me hyped like this one. In fact, this one has increased over the years. The Australian band Moving Pictures, who by the way, their formation uh, predated the Rush album Moving Pictures, so they weren't named for that album. Their song Never, which is the greatest scene in that movie because Kevin Bacon is in the uh, abandoned uh, warehouse Working on his gymnastics moves, and it's oh, and it's you know dear. one of those great '80s montage scenes mm-hmm. and and moving picture. I mean, this one still. I'll I'll, I'll stick this thing on and go nuts. You can never-
2: Those chains yeah. that you are guys, holding us back
1: 35 years on, it, re- it rings true You can never, 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 ever, ever, never, never Hide your heart <laughs>
2: Well, let's <laughs> hear it for the I
1: boy for choosing that song I completely, uh, uh, I completely revealed my heart just now um, that, that song's got everything There's a sax solo I just want to punch walls when I hear that
2: That is a mic drop You know what? Whew. I'm speechless
1: You, you want to get me angry? Tell me I can't dance <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly I'm with you, man Right, right with gymnastics moves that I learned in Chicago.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. It's so
2: classic. <sighs> I. That's truly, uh, congratulations, Jamie.
1: <laughs> My blood pressure's raised. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> My joke might got, have gotten lost, but let's hear it for the boy for choosing that one, because that's also in the soundtrack. A great yeah.
1: soundtrack. Many great songs on that soundtrack. I can't say it enough. And I will watch that movie. If it's on, I'll watch it. That's how it goes.
2: Cut foot loose baby <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> stunned I'm literally because st- that's not even the more obvious song to pick but yeah. right. the way that that song right. is used in the movie makes it by far the best choice It's a great I scene I agree such a good scene Oh I'm hurting from that <laughs> I'm hurting damn <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm stunned, but while I'm trying to recover, let's uh, let's go through and see what we all picked. I uh, I drew first, and I went with "Just Dropped In." Kenny Rogers from *The Big Lebowski*. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, from *Yellow*. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Time after time from Cindy Lauper. Romy Michelle's High School Reunion. Bohemian Rhapsody from Queen. In Wayne's World. Nine to Five. Dolly Parton in. 9 to 5. Alicia went second, went with These Days from Nico that was in The Royal Tenenbaums Just Like Honey from Jesus and Mary Chain Lost in Translation, Dry the Rain from Beta Band from High Fidelity, I Melt With You Modern English in Valley Girl and Magic Dance from David Bowie in the kooky film, Labyrinth. So good, you you guys. This is basically just a list of movies we all need to watch too. If you haven't seen any of these movies, watch every single one in succession. Then Jeremy picked last, he went with Pretty in Pink from Psychedelic Furs, the movie Pretty in Pink. In Dreams, Roy Orbison from Blue Velvet, Perfect Day from Lou Reed in Train Spotting. Axel F. Harold Faltermeyer from Beverly Hills Cop. Never from Moving Pictures. Footloose. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's stunning. (laughs)
1: Those are great lists.
2: Those are.
1: I can't vouch for it being great cinema all the way through, but great, great moments.
2: I think I can. I mean, there's some <laughs> kooky valleys, but the peaks are really high. Well, uh, gotta give it up to you guys. Thanks for being here with your amazing great picks, picks, you guys. They're all so good. Kid. So we picked some great ones, but there's obviously a lot left on the table. Oh. And I'm I'm dying to say this one just because for Alicia to think she knew what I was gonna pick, I gotta say it. So the one that I was almost gonna pick was yeah. Trouble from uh, Cat Stevens, Harold oh, and Oh yes, I wanted you to pick it so bad. Yeah. Did you know? Did you think I was gonna pick Trouble? because no, I thought you were gonna soundtrack. be like, if you're gonna sing out, sing out. No, I mean, see, that's the yeah. that's the thing is you can pick probably any of the songs from the movie. But the one that hit me, the one that I was crying for days and I was I'm literally a changed person from seeing that movie at the age that I did. Trouble stuck with me and it it made me feel like my heart was being ripped out of my body.
1: And that's a movie, too, where can you even imagine that movie without that song and those songs? No, oh, it, no doesn't yeah. exactly. it doesn't
2: exist. It doesn't exist. And that's the profound thing about giving Cat Stevens the entire soundtrack yeah, it yeah. really made this different kind of space. For an incredible story, Bud Court became my hero and that. <laughs> Ruth yeah. Gordon, uh incredible human being, watched the movie Harold and Maud and Cry with Me in Spirit. I didn't pick it.
1: You didn't pick it. I, I didn't pick, you were
2: it. pick it. I almost did. Yeah.
0: It's hard to get everything in just yeah. five picks and Speaking of 80s movies, great 80s movies, what about moving in stereo from the cars when Phoebe Cates walks out in her red oh. bikini and oh, fast yeah. times at Ridgemont High? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that one. Any Quentin Tarantino film, Tarantino also, films? you know, I, yes. Fiction or
1: Son of a Preacher Man. Totally. Uh, in Your Eyes, of course, Peter Gabriel from Say oh, Anything. Yeah. Uh, oh, Death or I Am a Man of Constant Sorrow from the O Brother soundtrack, yeah, which is all a fantastic. I
2: had tried Little Tenderness, Otis Redding and Pretty and Pink. Oh, yeah. Honestly, that's such an incredible. Incredible
1: scene. Ducky was my favorite. And I never really thought of this as a movie, per se. It's just sort of there. I mean, he's he's a great artist, but as a movie, this doesn't work for me. But it is a soundtrack talking about Purple Rain, anything off of that. When Doves Cry. Clearly. Or of course, Purple Rain.
2: Mm-hmm. Don't you? Simple Minds. Oh, uh, yeah. Breakfast Club. At John Hughes. We we brought him up, but that was on my list. It was, and I was like, maybe I'll just do something else. Do
1: the right thing. Public Enemy.
2: Oh, totally.
1: Uh, fight the power, of course. Uh, the single soundtrack.
2: Single Lots soundtrack. That was
0: a Jeremy yes. pick. I thought that would be. <laughs> Boogie Nights soundtrack is excellent, oh, including the Dirk Diggler. You got the touch. Yes. From Transformers. <laughs> 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 or Star Wars.
2: <laughs> yeah you know John like, Williams is pretty good yeah.
0: the, you know
2: exactly that is I mean the ultimate and iconic I think Scores is a whole other yes. I think Scores it's is a, a whole other
1: thing. podcast yeah, for sure.
2: <laughs> totally I mean Alicia you chose Royal Tenenbaums on there Needle in the Hay was, was on my list I, <laughs> I had mentioned it I, I, I would have chosen that, that scene, one stunning moment that scene is intense
1: oh it yeah. changed God. it's again, yeah. yeah, and we could go on and on of course
2: and so on I, and I so on gotta <laughs> mention though there's someone who's not in the building that you can feel her presence even though she's not here is Bruce Trujillo Oh, yeah. Bruce wasn't here, and I think she would have had some very different picks. There's no way this draft would have been over without her talking about Black Panther.
1: Yep. Yeah. That soundtrack
2: yep. being one of those newer soundtracks that they really put some thought and some work in. Um what is it? I think she'd pick uh, uh, Kings Dead from Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. she would have yep. she would have done that. I think she would have maybe gone with like a fun pick from
0: Being Little like maybe like Kiss the Girl or like animated yeah. cartoons or whatever.
2: <laughs>
1: oh my god, I just thought of three soundtracks I forgot about. Can we do this over? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I know you're all wiggling in your seats saying, ah, you missed my pick. But don't worry, just let us know. You can write it in the comments. So long as you vote for your favorite playlist, that's what we're all about here. Let us know what your favorite playlist was today and pick the winner of the Playlist League. Of course, this is a podcast from Colorado Public Radio's open air with listener support fueling everything that we offer. CPR.org is where you can give a gift of support, but of course, also where you can look at our playlists. And when you vote for your favorite, you can also get yourself entered to win some tickets to see some live music so vote now for your favorite playlist if it happens to be mine that sounds pretty great to me or maybe yeah, me, 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 yeah, me, me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> alicia <laughs> if you don't give your heart wings you can never ever ever fly
2: <laughs> okay we know <laughs> that you pick the best song journey <laughs>
1: Build a playlist Go through and see what song fits And you're gonna choose who wins it It's, it's the, the playlist, playlist. league From CPR's Open Air